This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 142, three illustrious writing phrases for your target score. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Get started with our seven easy steps to a seven or higher at allearsenglish.com slash S-E-V-E-N. Now, let's get to the show. In today's IELTS Energy podcast, we're going to talk about three quotes about writing and tell you the high-level vocabulary to use to hit that seven or higher. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey there, Jessica. What's going on? What's shaking? <laughs> hey, Lindsay. I'm, I'm good. I'm excellent. Gonna, gonna go for a run after we record today. So oh. I'm, I'm already, I'm already in my exercise clothes. I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope to get out there for a run. I'm doing something really interesting tonight. I'm going for an owl walk. <laughs> what? That sounds yeah. awesome. What We're is it? Go I- out and look for owls. <laughs> oh my God. Have you, cool. have you seen an owl in real life? I have seen one in a photo at, at my house that my dad took, but I've never seen a real one. They're, They're so incredible. Amazing. Oh. I've seen two in my life. One was I was like driving home from where I high school, I worked nights in a restaurant, right? So I drive home like super late. Yeah. And I remember like all of a sudden this huge shape comes out of the sky and lands on the road in front of me. And I like Ooh. slam on my brakes and it was an owl, but like enormous. Must. Oh, I didn't know they were that big. Yeah. They're, yeah. And their eyes are so scary sometimes. Those beady eyes, right? You look at yeah. them and it freaks you out. Ooh. And they don't move. <laughs> they just stare at you and they like yeah. are just stock still, like statue still. They, uh, yeah. I know. Owls are freaky. I'm a little scared, but it's going to be, I hope <laughs> I see one tonight. And I know I'm a little scared. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's so perfect. Like near Halloween and stuff. What a fun Ooh. thing to do. I know. It's cool. I'll let you know next time if we see any owls. <laughs> so awesome. All right. So we thought of a really interesting uh, way to do the podcast today. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yes. I think you blanked out there for a second. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Connection okay. issues. I was like, hello. Did you hear right? Yeah. So um, Lindsay and I love, you know, inspirational quotes and um, like language that other people have used that we that motivate us. So we took this idea. Um, and just made it a little more specific. We found three co- quotes about good writing and yes. we thought we could pull out the academic words, the high level vocabulary and show you guys how you could use it in your own writing. 
Ooh, I like it. So we're killing two birds in one stone here. Not literally killing birds, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, we're well, not we're, killing owls. We no, are no, just no, no. talking about <laughs> good vocabulary. Okay, so um, I'm going to do the first one here. Uh, I really like this one. Um, uh, okay, good writing is supposed to evoke sensation in the reader, not the fact that it is raining, but the feeling of being rained upon. Ooh, Ooh, the feeling of being rained upon. Wow, that's so intense. <laughs> yeah, it's super intense, right? So, like this is this is so true, right? If you're if you're a reader, like you enjoy reading, you get into books. This is what good writing does for you. It it's not just um apart from you at like this this two-dimensional description, one-dimensional mm-hmm. description. It's it it gets into your head and so you actually feel like you're in the story you know mm, or that you're like being nourished by the words in some ways right right yeah 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 it it changes your feeling it affects you in more ways than one right ooh i like that i like that yeah so the the vocabulary here that you guys could use um this is such a good freight this is such a good uh chunk here evoke sensation so evoke is to like make happen or bring forth mm. bring forward um yeah. call even could be like a synonym and sensation is just feeling right, right. It's a simple word but this together i think is a really impressive phrase Oh, yeah, absolutely. I like this. And how could we use this in other contexts, Jessica? Because today, that's what we want to show our listeners, how to take these simple chunks, more high level chunks and put them into our own writing. I think you guys could use this in, well, speaking part three and writing task two when you're talking about your opinions. All right. So it could be positive or negative. So if you agree with a topic, you like the topic, you could say, um, uh, maybe the topic is, I don't know, going to a museum or, or mm-hmm. art, say. That's mm. a, that's a bigger topic. You could say, um, looking at art can evoke sensations or evoke beautiful sensations within me. Or yeah. if it's something yeah. you don't like, right? Um, violent video games evoke, um, tragic sensations within me. (laughs) Yeah. Or we could, when we talk about our travel experiences, right? If there are any questions about places we've traveled or cities, do we like city life or country life, right? Standing in Times Square evokes a sensation of, you know, being neurotic or something, for example. Right. Yeah. Sensory overload. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, uh, if you travel a lot, I think you find that cities have souls. Like there's a feeling you get as soon as you enter the city boundaries. Like Mm -hmm. um, Phoenix, Arizona, for example, is I think it's a terrible city. Sorry if you like it. Anybody (laughs) listening. But um, for me, like entering into Phoenix, Arizona evokes a a dry and desperate sensation in me. It's just like a sad city. I don't know. But like on the other hand, driving into the Oregon coast, like we talked Mm -hmm. about last episode, right? Driving into this cute little fishing village on the Oregon coast evokes a feeling of calm and peace within me. Oh, I love it. Yeah, exactly. That's good. So this is a real, this is very descriptive language. You know, the examiner is going to feel really get the sense that you're, you're communicating your own feelings really well at a high level. This is not something you're going to find in a textbook or any ESL textbook, right? Jessica? 
Exactly. Yeah. And remember, guys, this is still directly tied to your score. The examiner needs to hear strong opinions from you. And using this strong, descriptive, high-level language is really going to hit that seven or higher in task achievement and vocabulary. So it fulfills a lot of things the examiner wants. Our seven easy step checklist for IELTS test takers takes away the common failures that we've seen that students make all of the time and we show you exactly how to prep for seven or higher on test day. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash S-E-V-E-N to get your checklist now. I like that. I like that. Should we share the next quote? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, do you want to do this one? Okay. 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 I'll share it. Here we go. So here's the quote, guys. And it's by, who's it by? It's by Jane Asher. I don't know who that is. Do you know who that is? I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> we just found the quotes. Okay, no problem. <laughs> Here it is. Here it is. I think all good writing is a struggle. To write as well as you feel you can has to be a struggle, almost by definition, because you could always improve. Mm. I like this as a motivation. Just you can always improve no matter how good you get. You can always improve. I love that. That's something that really like drives me as a person in whatever I'm doing, whether it's being a mom or writing a textbook. I mean, no matter how good you're doing, you could always improve. I really like that. Um, yeah. But what what language can we pull from here? Well, I really like the verb or well, it could be a verb or it could be a noun, a struggle, right? A struggle. Yeah. You feel you can has to, uh, as to write as well as you feel you can has to be a struggle. Yeah. yeah. What does that mean, Jessica? So a struggle is just something that like a huge challenge, a very difficult thing to do. Um, and you could easily work this into a lot of different writing and speaking topics. Um, if you're talking about your own studies or your own preparation or, or traveling or learning a new skill or in writing task two, if you're talking about, um, you know, cultural difficulties, then any, any place where you're going to say very difficult, you could also say struggle. Exactly. I love it. Anything that's a challenge in your life, something you're trying to overcome is a struggle. Again, not a common word that we're using, you know, that people tend to use as English learners, but a good one to throw in there. Yeah, exactly. It's it's high level. It's awesome. It's perfect. Um, and then <laughs> I also like this phrase by definition. So it doesn't sound oh, like that this was is high one. level vocabulary, <laughs> but the like the phrase this phrasal by definition is a really mm. high level phrase, right? Yeah, right. Something defines it, right? It's defined by this thing almost by definition, right? So, so we, I, yeah. Yeah, I think we have a connection problem today, Jessica. Oh, no. Um, I think, guys, this would be really good to use uh, in your introduction when you're um, giving the topic, when you're just stating the topic in general, right? Because that's what we do in the introduction of our essays. So um, if the topic is, you know, should teachers have, uh, is it more important to have experience or to have uh, qualifications? Then you could say teaching by definition is... Uh, <laughs> what is teaching? Is teaching some, by definition, or teachers by definition must know what they're talking about, or mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, yeah, you could use this just to, you know, give a, a very broad definition of the topic. I think that would be a great way to to introduce the topic in the in the first sentence of your essay. 
Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, anytime we want to say that something means something else, we can just connect the two and say, by definition, right? New York City, by definition, is a crazy, crowded place. You know, if we want to make more of an analogy, we could do that, too. Yeah, true, true, true. So any, yeah, in your your speaking, this would be great if you're trying to say, like, something is uh, like this strong adjective or this, you know, this strong action, then, um, by definition, it is a struggle. <laughs> you could say. But yeah if, yeah, if you guys, it's a good idea to Google a phrase like this and see it in a lot of example sentences, and then you get more of a sense of how to use it yourself. Definitely, definitely. And just again, listening to native English as much as you can, you should come upon this. Oh, yeah, definitely. This is not an uncommon phrase, but it is a high level phrase. So in magazine articles, journal articles, newspapers, you're definitely going to see this. Yeah, I think the New Yorker is a good one that's very high level that our listeners could read. If they're really at that level of reaching for that seven or that eight, I think the New Yorker would be great. Oh, totally. I, it's funny you said that. I just, um, was reading like the profile of a friend on, I don't know, it was on Facebook or something. And I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he really wants people to think he's, you know, smart and he is smart, but just like the first sentence, he's just like, um, and I read the New Yorker every week. Or I don't know, like I read the entire New Yorker every week. And that was just, I don't know, I thought it was funny. Uh, Okay, so what is our last quote here? Oh, this is really nice. So we write to taste life twice in the moment and in retrospect. Yes. Yeah. And how do you pronounce this person's name? Do you know? Anais Nin. Anais Nin. Nin. Yes. Yes. She's a very famous author with some, uh, some sexy stories. If uh, our (laughs) listeners want to read those, but also some stories that are more PG, uh, family friendly, but excellent. Yeah. Just be aware, guys, if you're going to, you know, research Anais Nin writing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we write to taste life twice in the moment and in retrospect. Ooh, what are we going to pull out of this one? Uh, that word retrospect. I love mm. that word as a as a, a concept and just to use it in your writing. It's going to raise the the vocab and just the the way you're talking about something, the communication, the idea. Right. So I like to use this anytime I'm looking back. And sometimes when I talk about mistakes that I've made, right? Exactly. You know, I decided to go to college in Virginia, but in retrospect, I should have gone to college in California, right? Something like that. Yeah. Really good. So anytime um, you're talking about either your own action or someone else's actions in the past that you think should not have happened, right? You're, you're thinking, oh, well, this is, you know, should have, should have done this. Um, you could mm-hmm. like Lindsay use it for yourself in your own life. Like in retrospect, I really should have waited a year before I went to university or something, mm-hmm. but yeah. you could take it on a more general level and say, um, you know, looking at, uh, Bill Clinton, pfft, Oh, God. Looking at uh, Bill Clinton's presidency, in retrospect, he should have tried harder to pass health care or, you know, mm. just something you think should have done should have been different in the past. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It is kind of a beautiful, beautiful word. It sounds good. It sounds high level. It sounds native. I like it. <laughs> and it's easy to use, too, right? Anytime you're talking about a regret or a past yeah, regret. action. Yeah, past action that shouldn't have happened. I mean, super easy to use. 
Yeah, the prefix re is going back, right? We know that. So mm-hmm. there you go. <laughs> Think no, about re is again. Is- yeah. Oh, again, Rich. again. Yeah. So same thing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's That's the so end of the funny. week. <laughs> well, you like, okay. and that, that, uh, slang term retro, right? We oh. use a lot. That'd be cool to use on the speaking test. Like, oh, this is so retro. That means like yeah. the style is like a past style, but it's cool now. Oh, it's oh, so retro. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> The okay, handlebar, cool. the handlebar mustaches that people have now, that like hipster mustaches that go out. Those are those are so retro. Ooh, <laughs> bell bottoms are so retro, right? <laughs> oh God! Oh yeah, yeah. But I heard I heard bell bottoms are coming back though. Actually, Probably. that's what I heard. It's about yeah. time every ten years. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm really losing my voice now. Oh boy! Yeah, we All should right. we should uh, end this before you lose your voice completely. Well, thanks, Lindsay. This was very interesting today. Yes, very high level today. I like it. I like it. <laughs> thanks, Jessica. Thanks for hanging out. Yep, you too. Have a good Bye-bye. day. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon.